What's up, Redux? Sage Emma here, Pagan Lady, uh, on a journey of magic and manifestation here with my third episode. I know it's a little overdue, but it's okay. I'm still getting the hang of all of this. Um, so on today's episode, I wanted to cover how I became a witch. Now, it's been like maybe a week or two since I uploaded my YouTube video that corresponds to this podcast episode, so it'll be a little... There'll be more information or less information. I don't know. We'll try to get more in there, right? But, um, so, um, if you guys have listened to any of my previous episodes, um, I'm, for now, right now, I'm just trying to cover, I guess, up until the point that I'm at right now in my spiritual journey. So, um, I want to say I did cover some of the content that i did for my third youtube video on my second episode for my podcast but i'll repeat some of it in case um you guys are completely new here um if you guys are new thank you um welcome to my little corner in midgard and if you guys are returning listeners thank you so much for your ongoing support so i'm starting to get a little bit better there um anyway so um i've been a little absentee this week because um my allergies have been kicking my butt and um, I still sound a little off, but at least I don't have a lot of phlegm anymore. TMI, I know. Sorry. Uh, anyway, so let's let's get into this episode here. Okay, so how did I become a witch? Um, I did. I think, I, if I remember correctly, I did start my YouTube video by explaining something that I learned or have learned in the last ten years or so um, when it comes to manifestation, and that's that the things that we're drawn to are meant for us. And the reason I mentioned that is because um, while I was trying to come up with things to talk about, it, it did kind of hit me that in one way, shape, or form, I've always been drawn to magic, or I've always been drawn to witchcraft, or I've always been drawn to um, spiritualism, even as a small child. And I say that because um, when I was a kid, um, I was always drawn to like a lot of things that dealt with magic, a lot of things um, like, for example, Disney, of course, anything Disney, anything magical. Um, I've always been drawn to like the legend of King Arthur and Merlin, this wizard, and I've always been drawn to Charmed, um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch was another thing I used to watch a lot as a kid. Um, what else? Harry Potter, of course, which I think I mentioned, at least in one of my YouTube videos, I have mentioned it, but, um, yeah, I've always been drawn to those kinds of things, anything that would help me, or inspire me, really, to just kind of keep going, and, and not to give up on my dreams, or anything like that, despite what, what other people would tell me, um, and I don't remember if I mentioned this in, in another uh, podcast episode, but, um, when I was around, in my early 20s for sure, um, I was considering different religions. Now I myself, um, I'm Chicana, so that means I'm, Mex- I'm first generation from Mexican-American. Um, I was raised Catholic, um, but I have um, never really connected to that religion. So when I was in my early 20s, I did consider different religions and witchcraft was one of them. Um, it was definitely more along spiritualism than anything. Um, I'll get more into that in a little bit later, a little bit later. But 
Um, there are differences between like witchcraft and Wicca and things like that. Um, but when I was in my early 20s, I was drawn more towards Wicca because it was a more of a religion and I was looking for some sort of religion or some sort of structure. I considered Buddhism. I considered... Um, Oh, I, oh, I consider Judaism, too, because I've always been drawn to Judaism, too, even as a kid. Um, one thing I have always been drawn to is, like, Celtic culture. Um, I'm still, I still feel a little drawn to Druid magic, but I haven't explored it a lot, but I'll get into more into that a little bit later um, in this episode. So, uh, for me, things really changed, and this is where it might be a little repetitive, but um, in 2020... I started to get um, premonitions. Um, three of those premonitions were, um, one of them was I, I felt inclined to play the lottery. The lottery are like the scratch-off tickets. The lotto is like the Mega Millions or Powerball. So I felt drawn to purchase a few tickets and I want to say I invested anywhere between 40 and $60 of my own money um, because at the time it was uh, we were sheltering in place. And I was a receptionist back then in like late March, so my job I think was the only one that was actually, um, the only one that like was really impacted was just me and then I think another person at work, but with them it was more of a health issue, not necessarily that they weren't considered essential. Um, for me it was I was non-essential so they let me go. But I was looking for another job already so I really don't care. Um, and I don't really, I miss working there, but I don't miss the drama. And it was a really small company, so there was drama. Don't miss any of that shit. Anyway, let's not get too derailed. So, um, let's see, 2020, I was, yep, so while I was laid off, basically, um, and during the pandemic, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot you can do, so... Um, that's why, you know, I had the premonition to go ahead and, and, like, purchase some tickets. And I bought the ones that I felt intuitively drawn to. Um, and all of the ones that I won were either winners or, um, I ended up winning just more than I invested in it, for sure. Which was really fun. Um, and, let's see. I, the second premonition I felt was my niece's birth. So, um... She was, my sister was due sometime in early May, but I don't remember the exact date. And um, I just re remember, like, while I was <laughs> sitting in the kitchen table scratching those lottery tickets that I mentioned, um, my sister was on the phone talking to my other sister. And so me and my sister live in, in South Central Wisconsin, but my other sisters and pretty much all my other siblings live in Illinois. So my sister was um, talking to my other sister um, and they were talking about her due date and stuff like that. So um, my sister was like, oh, you know, the baby, my sister told me, she's like, oh, the baby's due this day, but I don't know why something told me um, intuitively. I was like, no, I, I have a feeling that the baby's going to come sooner. Um, and I ended up being right, pretty much. And it's funny because um, not only did I nail the date, but my sister had like an emergency c-section mid-april and while that happened i just sort of remember um uh that this her c-section was scheduled like at 7 p.m i want to say 
But while me and my other sister here in Wisconsin, we when we found out the baby was coming, since my sister hadn't had an opportunity to have a baby shower, we went to the local Walmart and we were basically just trying to buy the baby like as much clothes as we could afford so that we can mail it to them so that she would have some clothes for the baby. Um, so while we were shopping, my sister was talking to my other sister again and basically um, she told her, yeah, I'm scheduled for 7 p.m. But something told me, I just have a feeling that the baby isn't coming until after 9 p.m. And I ended up being correct. The baby was born slightly after 9.30, I'm going to say. I don't know for the exact time, but um, I ended up being right about that. And then, ironically enough, my, my sister, the one who gave birth, um, she was joking around and she called me a witch <laughs> because I nailed it. Um, I thought it was funny at the time, and my sisters did too, like my other siblings, but uh, yeah, it was <laughs> low-key a premonition, not gonna lie. Um, so, let's see, the third premonition was, um, and this happened either the same day as the other premonitions, or it was like a few days after, but I ended up getting the, the first initial letter M, and I had the 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 day was fuzzy. It was like either June or July, 16 or 17. And that's what I did. I, I claimed it. I was like, you guys, something's going to happen on that date. But here's the thing. <laughs> so the the feeling I got was it was just something positive. It felt very, it felt happy. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. So me, um, I was trying to figure out obviously like what it could be. Now I, at the time, um, was not talking to my twin flame and his first letter starts with the letter M as well and I just sort of remember thinking um, oh my god maybe he's gonna ask me on a date because we had previously almost tried it but it didn't work out because he changed his mind um, and I'll maybe we'll talk about it in another episode but um, dedicated to like soul connections and stuff but at least for now I thought maybe he changed his mind and that he was going to reach out to me and because he was able to keep his job. <laughs> Everyone else was able to keep their job except for me um, and my sister technically too, but it's fine. Um, so I thought it maybe it revolved around him because it, it felt happy and, and stuff like that. It didn't feel like anything bad was going to happen. However, um, my father's birthday is was June 9th and on his like, so we... <laughs> had a very strange relationship um i kind of stopped talking to him right around my early 20s because and this is where it gets kind of sticky um so my dad was he was a narcissist a lot of people don't know that about him but he was he was a narcissist and it was hard to be around him um in in 09 he lost his job i was living with him at the time and instead of looking for another job, he chose to move to Mexico to take care of my grandmother. Because he had promised my grandfather when he passed away that he would always look after her. So he used this as an opportunity to go. So he ended up leaving and then I was forced to move in back with my mom. Now, I, I still talked to him a little bit, like a few months after he did move away. But at some point, I noticed that he was starting to become very negative about the whole situation um he would start saying stuff like trying to gaslight us or trying to like make us feel guilty for the fact that he left by telling us stuff uh like 
Do you guys don't love me anymore? Do you guys have your stepfather? You don't need me anymore. You guys don't love me anymore. He would say this stuff all the time. And if I'm being completely honest, he used to say that stuff all the time even before he left. So for me, it was kind of like, okay, I'm trying to do and make the best of the situation that I'm in right now. Um, I'm under the age of 18. Um, I have to live with my mom and my stepfather. I can't afford to have a negative relationship with either one of them because they are supporting me financially. <laughs> so um, I started trying to detach a little bit from my father little by little. And the crazy thing is when I first found out about manifestation, I did try to teach him somewhat of it, but he was just so negative that it just didn't even help. Like no, no matter, like I literally would tell him like, yeah, you can deliberate, create your life and like all these things, but he wouldn't hear it. He would literally shut me down and tell me stuff like that's bullshit because destiny controls our lives and all this other stuff. And I was like, no, you have control over your own life. You shouldn't be giving up your power and, and like just trying to help him get better mentally because he was in a really bad place, like mentally and emotionally at that point. He kept trying to, he kept saying stuff like, well, I miss you guys and you guys are, you know, my reason for being alive and like all this other shit. But again, he was the one who put himself in the situation that he was in and he tried to blame us for it, for not being more supportive and not feeding his ego, which really sucks. Um, but, you know, I, I tried to, I, I did, I tried to talk to him every now and again, but he was still in such a dark place that I just... I was making progress with myself that I just didn't want to have him bring me down. My other sisters tried a lot harder than I did because they were always in a better... They they were always like better mentally and emotionally than I was. Um, and, and I was the one who was always the closest to him. So it affected me a little bit more than it would affect them. Um, because again, I had the stronger bond to him. Um, so on his birthday... June 9th, um, I wasn't gonna say happy birthday or anything like that to him because he kind of like forgot that like we had a little joke. Um, I used to call him Señor, <laughs> which means Mister. Um, when when we lived together, like I used to play around with that. But when I would post stuff like calling him Señor, people took it as disrespectful and they put stuff in his mind about it and he forgot that that was our joke that that was an inside joke and he made me the bad guy so i kind of kept my distance because i was like okay he's, he's toxic he's very negative there's no changing his mindset i i just can't do it so on his actual birthday i had this really bad feeling that something bad was gonna happen or that something was off I didn't know what it was, but something was off. Now, earlier in 2020, like right around February, I want to say, maybe even early March or something, my father had a stroke. He was still recovering from that stroke. So on his birthday, even though it was like late, late at night, I decided, let me send him a birthday message. Now, I sent it to him privately on Messenger because I didn't want it to, I, I didn't want to feed his ego. I... His, his whole thing was he wanted the public admiration. He wanted us to say stuff like that publicly so everyone would believe that we loved him, that he was this amazing person. Like, that's what he loved. So 
I purposefully sent it to him via messenger, just letting him know, like, hey, I know it's late, but happy birthday before, you know, midnight happens and stuff. So I just remember going to sleep and everything was fine. Now, a few days later, right around the 12th, he had a second stroke. Um, and unfortunately, he just never got better. Um, a few days prior to June 17th, my grandmother chose to pull the plug and he passed away like in the early hours of June 17th. So I, I had a premonition of his death, but I didn't realize that's what was going to happen, which is really unfortunate. But um, now every time I have a premonition, I get a little scared. I'm not going to lie. Um, just because it, it didn't feel like it was going to be anything bad, but it did end up being a, a sad situation. Um, so for me, every time I do get any kind of premonition now, I, I just get a little suspicious or I get a little, you know, anxious. Um, and I have another story to collaborate that one too as well. But anyway, after I had those premonitions, um, and literally like maybe a few hours after my father passed away, what ended up happening is, um, I remember when I found out, I think it was a Wednesday when he passed away, but what ended up happening is, um, I remember that I was working from home at the, at the time I already had a job. So I started working a new job on May 11th because, um, it was, they were going to train us from home and, and I was still working from home at this time. So I was, um, I decided to, to basically like not go to work because I was going, I wasn't going anywhere, but I decided to clock in for work and just continue the day. Um, as normal as I could because I, I needed the mental distraction. I did not want to break down and and just lose my shit. So I ended up clocking in for work and um, it, it, I remember I ended up getting a call because it was a call center. So I remember getting a phone call from someone whose daughter had just passed away too and I almost started crying. I mean, that one hit home really badly. <laughs> I told her, I was like, you know... <laughs> My father just passed away, so I understand what you're going through, and it kind of helped in a weird way, but it also kind of, like, I almost wish I would have just taken the day off, and after work, I called uh, my temp agency, because that job was temp to hire, so I called my temp, my, actually, technically, my, my temp agency ended up calling me instead, because um, they had gotten feedback from the company, and I guess that someone didn't like the way that I responded. Um, online they didn't like I guess they thought I had like an attitude um, so they they let the my temp agency know and they were like yeah I just wanted to give you some feedback that you know I guess you bumped heads with someone and blah 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 and, and I was pissed off but you know I told her you know what my father just passed away today I don't have time for this um, I'm just gonna take the next few days off because this is bullshit <laughs> And started crying um but anyway sorry i'm getting a little derailed no so technically like a few like maybe an hour or so because we found out that he passed away like right around i want to say like three in the morning or like two in the morning something like that so what ended up happening is me and my sister the the one that i lived with at the time and, and the one that's here in south central wisconsin 
we pretty much stayed awake for hours just kind of like talking for a little bit before i decided that i was gonna clock in for work and stuff like that so what ended up do happening is i ended up taking a shower and while i was in the shower was actually the first time i ever cried and right when i was getting ready i remember just kind of like air drying because <laughs> that's how i roll i like to air dry so i'm air drying like maybe an hour or two before i have to clock in i think it was like an hour to 45 minutes technically but um i was just sitting on my bed um and i remember like just kind of like telling my dad because my dad always used to tell us like he used to tell us like and i kid you not since i was a kid he used to tell us that he was gonna die young and he did he died like at 50 50 or 52 years old i always get confused about how old he was but he was like four years older than my mom that's all i remember um yeah my mom's 50 now so i'm trying to do the math <laughs> bad time to do the math anyway um so he was uh so he always used to tell us oh when i die i'm gonna watch over you guys and he used to say those kinds of things to us um, and I remember telling him, like, just kind of, oh, he was 52. I just used my calculator. Okay, he was 52 years old when he died. Um, so I remember telling him, and I was like, you know what? Like, I know you always told us that you would watch over us, but I don't need you as much as my sisters need you. So why don't you go to them, and why don't you help them? Because they're the ones that they're good. They're going to need your help a lot more than I am to get over this. Um... And I remember when I said that, like maybe a few moments after, I actually saw him and he, I saw him kind of like going towards the light in a weird way or like the light kind of like opened. He, he didn't go right away, but he, he was still around like for a few days, but the like almost like the this like crack in the sky or in the ceiling, it's so hard to describe, but there was a weird like opening, light was coming out and then I, I saw my paternal grandfather so his father i saw my mom's dad i saw his mom like my 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 dad my mom's dad's mom um my great grandmother i saw who else did i see can't remember who else i saw but i saw a couple of, of like my family members who have passed away um and at that moment i realized that they were that the reason i was seeing them in particular and no one else was because they were my spirit guides and sure enough i have definitely felt their presence in more than one occasion um i have seen a couple of them as well um i've seen my paternal grandfather like at least twice since that happened um and i've, I've felt the presence of my maternal grandfather more than once for sure um sorry i'm getting derailed again um anyway so um after all of that happened to me um and there's there's more technically like for example um I want to say that he passed away on Wednesday and they buried him on Friday or something like that. So my aunt, uh, she basically went on like Facebook Messenger. I forgot what it was, but we like basically FaceTimed while they were like, while he was in, they were mourning him um, during, I don't know what it's called in English, I forgot, but while that was going on, she was basically like videotaping it for us or like at least sharing that bit with us. Um, I remember a little bit before they like buried him, buried him, um, he walked into the dining room uh, area where me and my sister were sitting 
getting ready to watch him he walked in and he literally like he put his hand on my shoulder which was his thing that's what he used to do all the fucking time he put his hand on my shoulder and he sat next to me and he basically watched with us now after i experienced those three premonitions and seeing my father and some of my relatives i also ended up seeing like a few weeks later um what did i see i saw michael the archangel as well um who's i know he's another one of my spirit guides um i can't remember who else i saw i think i saw a couple of other deities or at least felt their presence after experiencing all of that um i remember i was we like me and my siblings a few weeks afterwards ended up going to a local mall um i think it's called chicago ridge but anyway so we went we were in chicago and we went to this like mall and we went to a bookstore and i felt very drawn to this um oracle deck that had butterflies on it so in my culture butterflies are a sign that a dead one a dead one a dead relative is near so when i saw that i felt very drawn to it and i decided to purchase the deck so little by little i started trying to learn more and more about the deck now this was sometime either in july or yeah this this had to be sometime in july 2020 so um you know i i just kind of like kept purchasing other decks that i felt drawn to from from then on um and just kind of like practicing with them i didn't really all i wanted was to learn more about my psychic abilities that's the main reason why i started to purchase all of those things was was just mostly that now right around uh september while i was at work i had the opportunity to and at this time i think i was officially like converted I was already hired on hired on by the company so no longer through the temp agency so right around september i had the opportunity to train in another phase at work and while i was training there um there was this woman in that training room that i just felt oddly drawn to um <laughs> no i'll admit right like i consider myself to be more pan but as my friend uh, says is it's almost the same thing as being bisexual but um, I felt very drawn to this woman but it wasn't in a sexual way it was just like something in me was was just kind of like drawing me to her like I wanted to either befriend her or like just talk to her something about her just kept drawing me to her and I really wasn't sure why um, and I remember that um, a few weeks after I met her in the training room um, me and her were a part of this group at work called the Misfits. <laughs> so someone created that group um, as a way just to get to know, um, get to know one another, um, make friends, kind of a thing, or just or people who were already friends. Now, a friend of mine who technically left sometime in October was the reason why I I even joined the group is she added me but then she found a better job so she ended up going to the other job um now while i was there um sorry i lost my train of thought okay so you know while i was in that group i usually didn't talk to everyone but um sometime in october i just remember kind of like uh feeling like I don't know why we were talking about this but we were talking about like supernatural stuff and things like that and um one of the i remember saying something like oh sometimes you know in between calls i'll 
play with my oracle decks or i'll look at the artwork and or look through the reads like the little guidebook that comes with them like to learn more about the deck or how to use it more or like spreads and stuff like that so i told him that and then one lady was like oh i'm a witch and then she was like oh yeah you have to be careful with your deck because you have to keep it covered with a white cloth otherwise something like something would happen i don't remember but um i've always been very careful with my decks um in the sense that like i'll cleanse them before i use them no matter what so for me i was just kind of like yeah, okay lady i'll keep it in mind um but i remember just kind of like talking about that stuff and, and a couple of people there um I, I don't know if I think more more of the people more of the people that were in that group were more like spiritual, so they were like totally open to to like her being a witch and stuff like that. And um, the next thing you know, the lady that I was drawn to, she she like uh, she's like, hey guys, sorry, kind of late here, but I'm a witch too. And then I was like, huh, you don't say. Um, I just felt very drawn to it because like I love alt people like. Uh, to me like an alt person is just someone's like covered in tattoos or like like alternative music or like you know those kinds of things so like she was kind of like that person but I just wasn't drawn to her like in a sexual way I was just drawn more to her just like you know in a spiritual weird way um and I remember a few months after that happened um well actually before I, I go on um I just remember like being you know sitting in my cubicle um at work and then just kind of like because at this point we were already back in the office i forgot to mention that but um i just kind of like remember she'd pop into my head randomly um and i don't know if, if you guys are familiar with this but they say that when someone pops randomly into your head it's because they're thinking of you or because um i forgot what it was <laughs> either they're thinking of you or they're thinking of reaching out to you or something along those lines there's a couple of different places that say similar things like that um but yeah she just kept popping into my head randomly and i didn't really think a whole lot of it but i was just like okay i mean that's weird but just kind of kept you know going forward not really thinking too much about it um and i remember that i was uh a few months later so this was more towards January or well December-ish. Um, so at my job, they were gonna bring in more like trainees, more people. But in order to do that, because of the COVID regulations, they had to move a few of us on each team to another side of the building. So the building that I used to work in was split up into basically like two campuses. You had like the north side and you had like the south side. They were not mirror images by any means, but it's like two companies could be in the same like building kind of a thing. However, if I remember correctly, my, the company I used to work for used to own like the whole building building. So they ran out the other side. But because of the COVID regulations, what they ended up doing is they ended up moving a, a couple of us, like literally two per team. And we're talking about maybe a team of like seven or eight, like seven or eight teams in the call center overall. Um, to the other side. Now, when they ended up doing that, by this time, um, the lady who I was really drawn to was a supervisor, and she was really close to my supervisor, and when they ended up moving us to the other side of the building, um, I remember that she was, 
she was stationed on the other side of the building. She was the only supervisor that was on the south side of the campus at this point. They only moved a few of us over, like maybe two or three agents per team, I want to say. So in total, there was like maybe it was like 15 to 20 or something like that. But little by little, a few people ended up leaving the company and things like that. But while we were on the other side, um, I befriended someone who was already really close friends to this lady that I was drawn to. And, um, right around, maybe, right around, like, mid to late January to early February, I was kind of in a dark place, and this stuff I did not mention in the YouTube channel. Um, so I was bumping heads with my roommates, essentially. Now, I was living in a house that me, my sister, my sister's husband, um, his parents were all renting. We were all renting. It was a big house, though. But my brother-in-law's parents had two medium-sized dogs. I had a cat. My sister had two cats. So there were there was a lot of, like, separation that we needed to do because of the, the dogs and the cats just didn't get along. And there was just a lot of, like... We just all had to compromise a lot, is really what it comes down to. Now, at this time, I just wasn't in a good place mentally or emotionally, so I started to, like, lash out a lot. Um, at this point, I want to say I had lived with everyone for... Um, we all moved into that house in February, or, yeah, like, late February of 2019 is when we all moved in there. But this, this all, like... I mean, right around, like, January-ish of, like, 2021 is when I kind of, like, shit hit the fan. And we, some of us were not getting along. It was really toxic. It was, I regret a lot of the things that I said or that a lot of my actions. Um, but I, I pretty much, like, was in a bad place even with my own sister. Um, I hate saying this, but this is true. Right around that time, um... I started feeling drawn to like druid magic. Something kept telling me like druid, 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 or like, um, like witchcraft. But I also kept feeling like I was holding like a ball of fire in my hands, and I wanted to throw fireballs at my roommates. <laughs> I know it sounds stupid, but that's literally like maybe it was out of anger. I don't know, but that's kind of what it felt like. Um, and and one time I even wished death on them, and I, I'm not kidding when I say this when i did that i felt the presence of actual like death standing behind me and then just as soon as it was behind me i felt it go and i found out a few days later that my brother-in-law's mother ended up having like a mini heart episode she already had like some issues with her heart but she ended up having an episode right around the same time that I wish death on her and I feel really bad about it um but ever since then I have not wished death on anyone and I'm very careful about when when I get angry because I felt the presence of death behind me and that is no joke um and I definitely don't want anyone to die or get hurt because of my like me or something that I say or do um but I remember just feeling drawn to magic and being drawn to witchcraft at this point in time now my friend and i used to talk almost every single day 
we don't talk anymore unfortunately but a lot of it had to do with just little drama here and there and and um she used to call me like every single day and i'm not the type of person that talks to people every single day <laughs> i like my solitude what can i say um but i i just kind of like remember that um while her and i were, were really close and we were talking almost every single day she told me she's like well why don't you talk to to this lady she's a witch maybe she might be able to elaborate some of what you're feeling or or maybe you can talk to her about your own experiences and stuff like that um so i mean i i kind of set the intention that yes maybe i should talk to her especially since i kept feeling very drawn to her for months um but i didn't feel confident enough to like just kind of like approach her and talk to her so a few weeks went by and this was around mid february um i ended up this was around tax season so i was trying to get all my w-2s together and everything like that so um at work in order for us to print anything out we had to ask our supervisors not to mention the printer was on the north side of the campus so i ended up sending it to my supervisor she could print it out and she did print it out but and and i was getting close to like leaving for the day already but she ended up um the the other supervisor the the one that i was drawn to the one that was stationed on the south side um she was heading towards our side of the building so she she and my supervisor kind of like made a plan like well why don't you give it to her and at this point i was like oh that's totally fine but um since i was heading out i was just pretty much just gonna wait until the following day to collect it um i was already wearing like my book bag and wearing my coat and i was just heading out and in order to head out through the building or at least I used to go out through like the break room and I remember while I was passing by the break room I saw her and I saw another supervisor and they were just talking I honestly can't remember but how the conversation started I think they were talking about their kids and how they discipline their kids or something like that and I don't have any kids but I was just kind of like somehow I joined the conversation especially since she had the she had my my w2s printed out so I figured I might as well just take them now um, now that conversation ended up literally turning into a four to five hour conversation between primarily me and her. My friend would join us every now and again during one of her breaks, but she wasn't able to like join us for the majority part of it. And the other supervisor ended up leaving after like maybe 15 minutes after we started talking. Um, and while we were talking, we literally talked about our experiences as psychics we experienced uh we talked about some of our childhood experiences um she's latina and i'm latina so we talked about our culture a little bit um so we literally just had like literally four to five hours i can't remember the exact timing but just to give you all an idea i get out at 3 p.m or at least i used to when i worked there um and i literally we literally were talking in the break room up until maybe 8 or almost 9 p.m the only reason why we stopped talking is because she had to go <laughs> she and then she lived really far away too so she's like yeah guys i gotta get going and um she had a family too so obviously she needed to go and take care of her family but while we were talking she was the one who basically told me you should definitely follow that inkling and i remember her telling me you don't choose wicca wicca chooses you um, and she ended up letting me borrow one of her favorite, like, beginner Wicca books. Um, I don't remember the entire title, but it, it's, a uh, I want to say it's called Wicca for Beginners, and it's by Thea Basin. I don't know if I'm mispronouncing her name. Um, I found, I mean, she let me borrow her copy, 
but after I gave it back, I chose to buy it on another copy or a copy of my own because there's a lot of different exercises in that book that are really like useful. So I decided to buy it just so I could, you know, uh, go back and read them whenever I need to, and I still read it now. But um, pretty much that—that's how I got my start. Pretty much after I read that book, I just started reading other books about Wicca, about witchcraft, and things like that. Um, and it's funny because after I uploaded that video, like I want to say this past weekend, um, during the premiere of Hocus Pocus 2, um, I, me and so my sister, my kid sister, she and I are about 10 years apart. And she also identifies as a witch, but she didn't realize that I also identify as Wiccan. Um, and, and it's funny because in some ways I'm, I'm against like organized religion, but at the same time, I started my journey learning about Wicca. So I, I associate with and I feel like I am Wiccan. Um, she herself, I, I, I want to say she just, she's a witch, but she's also like still Catholic or she's spiritual in some form. But the crazy thing is we really haven't sat down and talked about this stuff, me and her, just one-on-one. I might have written a podcast episode at some point where we talk about the differences between our beliefs, even though we're like sisters and stuff, because we definitely have lived different paths as far as how we got into it. Now me, I, I identify more of an eclectic witch. I don't believe I need to join a coven to be a witch or to be Wiccan. Um, and since I, I did start learning about witchcraft, um, oh, when did this happen? Okay, so I literally, like a few weeks after, almost a month after, I started learning about witchcraft. I ended up in the hospital with pneumonia. And this is really fucked up. So I was like coughing up blood it was that's the only reason why I'm like being Mexican we don't usually go to the hospital or go to the doctor but I, I feel like I, I had addressed some of this with my doctor at this point and he thought it could be pneumonia and he had ordered an x-ray but I just never went to go get one and that was my bad because I literally should have gone and, and and gotten the x-ray maybe two to three weeks before I ended up in the hospital um, but I did end up in the hospital with pneumonia. I was there for an entire week. And while I was there, I actually manifested, like, the apartment, not the apartment, the loft that I live in now. Um, it was, it all happened very last minute because, so, because, like I mentioned, right, me and my sister were bumping heads and my roommates. Um, my sister gave me the deadline, like, mm, like, March, mid-March is what I was supposed to be out. Now, my mom wanted me to or she asked me for a favor my brother was actually supposed to move in with me um but it took me months to find a place um and i had just found a place close to the city um when i i literally a day before i signed the lease i told my brother okay this is this is it i'm gonna sign the lease if you're gonna back up back out like this is your last chance and he backed out he backed out because by then he had already gone through most of the school year um, online and he was he was still in Illinois. So he's like, you know what, I'm just going to finish out the school year over here or something like that. So he ended up backing out on me. So that like my sister ended up giving me an extension until April 1st to be out of there. And I was literally in the hospital the last week of March. So that's when I ended up manifesting the place that I love it now. 
and manifested while I was in the hospital. Now, the first day after I got out of the hospital, um, technically, I got out April 1st. And I couldn't pick up the key technically until Monday. Um, so I wasn't able to do anything like that. But um, I think, yeah, I don't remember the exact date, but I didn't actually move into my apartment until maybe the second week of April or something like that. But they prorated me, so it was fine. Um, and that's how I ended up like living where I live now. But the day that I left the hospital, I actually went to a local, technically it's a gift shop, but they sell a lot of like witchy stuff there. I remember purchasing a white candle. I remember purchasing, I can't remember which crystal I bought, but I want to say it was like black, like a smoke, smoky quartz or something like that. Cause I read that it was for a very powerful healing crystal. That's all I remember. Um, so I went home, I, I carved onto the candle with a pen. <laughs> I wrote down healing and like long and like all these different words. And what I ended, what I ended up doing is I charged the candle with my intention to, to heal. Um, now, because I do have a pre-existing condition, the doctors at the hospital, they put me on antibiotics for like three months or they told me I was going to be taking them for three months. And I had a hole in my lung, which was what was causing like all the bleeding. Um, and they they told me they're like, you have a hole in your lung. If that does not heal up after you've been taking these antibiotics for three months, we're gonna have to go in and basically chop off part of your lung. That's what scared the shit out of me, which is why when I actually did leave the hospital, I went and I ended up um, buying that candle and I charged it with intention. I also charged the crystal with intention. And after I lit the candle and the spell was done, I ended up taking the um, crystal and I put it I put it in my bra because that's where you know my lung was infected. So I stuck it in my bra. And when I went in for my first checkup, the doctor actually was surprised that the hole was practically healed completely. I want to say he took me off of antibiotics either... I think it was either that time or that was like a month or so after and then the prescription he gave me was like for two months or something like that because of my insurance it was really weird but i ended up going to another like just a second um follow-up after that one and he pretty much he was like okay well you know you're healed up now um you know you don't need to continue the antibiotics you healed a lot faster than i ever expected you to because i have a pre-existing health condition which makes healing slower and i'm not gonna say what i have but yeah the doctors didn't think i was gonna heal and the doctor basically was like yeah i think it's because you're young that's why you healed and i'm like yeah no dude it was my magic because while i was <laughs> while i was um in the hospital I, I spent a lot of time reading witch books, honestly. Uh, that's pretty much what I spent my time doing and stuff like that. But I remember just kind of like, you know, doing... That was my first spell, really. Um, and then I'll talk about the my second spell shortly, like, or in another episode, because this is getting kind of long. But um, that's pretty much how I became a witch um, and I did I think in the YouTube video if I remember correctly I, I remember mentioning that um, I have felt the presence of different deities since my abilities really started to open up um, shortly after I moved to where I live now 
Like a few months after, I felt the presence of Odin and Freya. Now they are of Nordic heritage. Um, the town that I live in now is known for its strong Nordic heritage. It's also known for um, like a lot of Viking stuff. I want to say that the high school's team is Vikings or something like that. And um, I noticed a few weeks ago, I had never really seen it, seen it, but the logo outside of my apartment building has a Viking ship in it. So I'm pretty sure that the fact that I was a new witch psychic and living in this area is why Odin and Freya probably sense my presence as well and they came to me and ever since they did come to me little by little I've been trying to learn more about them about Nordic magic while also trying to continue to learn about manifestation or, or continuing to build my my little building blocks of manifestation while also trying to find balance between magic and everything which is why today i'm trying to do podcast like podcast episodes about my journey i'm hoping someone out there can relate and hopefully this can help them along their journey as well now this is getting super long now so i'm gonna have to cut it out here but i will be back with another episode soon hopefully sooner than a week or about a week from now but thank you so much for listening and i'll be back soon